Welcome to the SDA Housing Podcast, brought to you by NDIS Property Australia. Before starting this episode, we need to provide a general disclaimer. Information contained in this podcast is general in nature only. It does not take into account the objectives, financial situation or needs of any particular person. You need to consider your financial situation and needs before making any decisions based on the information in this podcast. And you should consider seeking independent and professional advice for your personal circumstances. All right, let's begin. Hello, everybody. My name is Min, and I'm your co-host today with Debbie from Endos Property Australia. And you're listening to the SDA Housing Podcast, a show that explains, highlights, guides, and brings awareness about all things SDA in this ever-changing NDOS world. Debbie, welcome. Hello, Min. How's your day? Very good. Are you tired from the Melbourne trip last week? I've recovered now. We had the had the weekend, <laughs> but it was certainly a a long, busy few days we had in Melbourne. Melbourne, what do we do down there? Well, we met quite a few people, we saw some sites, and we went to the conference, the SDA conference last Wednesday, which was a full-day event with a bunch of different speakers. I think there were about 100 people booked for the event, Yeah, and about 80, 87 to 90 people turned up for the event. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really good. Uh, a lot of um, architects, a lot of providers were there. And there were there were a fair number of speakers there. How many speakers were there? Uh, let me see. Counting them, five, ten, fifteen. Fifteen, 15 speakers. Sessions. Sixteen speakers, yeah. Sessions, but how many speakers were there? Probably. Fifteen and sixteen. So fifteen sessions, fifteen speakers, sixteen sessions. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Did you get much out of the event? Yeah, I did. I always get a lot out of these events. I think there's always new people that are speaking on a new aspect of the of SDA that or some related aspect that we haven't necessarily been introduced to before. So I, I really enjoy going to them. I, I get so much out of them. Myself included, but you know, it's always hard to please everyone. Yeah. I mean, I know that um, our host, Lynn uh, from NDISDA, she said there were a lot of um, wonderful uh, feedback from everyone who attended, but there were, there's always the odd person here or there who say it wasn't technical enough the SDA information, and uh, all I can say is really it's hard to please everyone in a crowd. You know, uh, some people think they know everything and don't need anything. They want some more advanced information, but the the presenters uh, and the um, organisers trying to deliver a, a session, a technical session on SDA for a large room of people, and it's always hard to gauge anyone's um, experience and knowledge in a, in a random crowd, I guess, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah, I mean, obviously everyone comes – looking for some, to get something different out of this. And yeah, I think that doesn't matter who you are, you'll get something because there's going to be, with all those sessions and all those topics that are discussed. Exactly. So what did you learn out of, out of the event, Debbie? Okay. So the first few speakers were ones that um, we've seen before as we've done the rounds of the conferences this year around Australia. But there was a few different ones that we'd not come across before, and it was really good to hear Ashley Timp from Care Choice, who was speaking about the Rapid Hospital Discharge Program that they've been running now, um, I believe, since the middle of COVID, getting people out. I and mean, we know that in addition to getting people out of aged care, getting people out of hospitals is also a really important thing. Uh, it was also really good to hear Aaron Stowe from Architecture and Access talk about uh, specifically 
a couple of robust participants that they built a property for and this client-centered approach that they've taken dealing with the families, the two families of the clients that moved into that. And it was great at the end of the event. The final speaker was Nick Morris from Morris Godding Access Consultants, who's actually a paraplegic himself. He's a gold medalist in the basketball in the para- Paralympics. And um, just hearing his his story, really inspiring. And just what he's doing now, which is amazing. He's accessibility consultant. He's also an SDA assessor. So yeah, hearing his take on things was really good. It's wonderful. One of the speakers there was um, Alicia Rathborn from Housing Hub. Yeah, it was great to see Alicia and hear her speak. She uh, represents the Housing Hub predominantly, and she confirmed with us a few little things, and that was the Housing Hub and the Summer Foundation were splitting up as two different organisations mm-hmm. to have div- two different services. But more importantly, the Housing Hub is no longer a participant procurement service. Mm-hmm. They are going more towards the ser- serv- support services mm-hmm. for, yeah. for the industry. I found that quite, you know, um, surprising, but at least that's clear now because there's always been a bit of a confusion confusion as to what the the uh, Summer Foundation organisation did, yeah. So they're more going to be advocacy work, I guess, now. And how's it happened more of a portal and a, and a um, service, support services there. But uh, it was really good to meet her because she's a bit of a rock star in the industry and we've been meaning to get her for so long on the podcast. She said she will. She did. So we'll definitely get her on board very soon for a, for a one-on-one interview with you, Debbie. Yeah, looking forward to that. But uh, overall, I mean, Melbourne's always been a great event for this for the NDOSDA event. Um, there's a big demand uh, for guest speakers and a lot of networking going on in the background. We always enjoy going there to these events. And um, after this little little summary here with you and I, Debbie, I'm gonna we're gonna add to this audio recording some of the interviews I did, which were all two three minutes only each um, of five or six guest speakers, five or six people. Sorry on their summary of their services as well. It'll be good to hear in this podcast too. Mm, yeah, definitely. I know Min was sneaking around, talking to lots of people during the day when we had breaks, so I'm looking forward to hearing those myself. Coming up next few months, we have Tasmania, we have Launceston, uh, Hobart as well. We've got a second conference in Perth in a month. Mm-hmm. Adelaide mm-hmm. and Brisbane. Yeah. Yeah, so there's lots, lots coming up on the... SDA conference, um, what do we call it, the schedule. Uh, if you're in one of these cities, please feel free to go onto the uh, website, sdaconferences.com, and look at the uh, the roadshow coming through your area because it's always good to attend and visit and network with other providers and developers to see who's, who's who in the zoo uh, and get more uh, knowledge and experience in the sector because uh, we go because we want to network and share our knowledge. That's why we go. Other people go to, to learn information to get involved in the, in the SDA market from a property developer's point of view. So no matter what your purpose is in this sector called the NDIS, from a property perspective, we encourage you to come along and hear other people's stories, hear technical, technical information as well, and just learn because you can never learn too much in, in this field. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally agree, Min. So yeah, I think it doesn't matter where you are, what kind of a stakeholder you are, these events are really, really worthwhile going to. And the networking events that are always held after the conference are also a great time to to meet people that you don't get a chance to chat to during the day. So let's just uh, trans- transition over to the audios now of the event that I had recorded running around, and that'll be us. That's it. 
Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, this is Amin at the STA Housing Podcast at the STA Conferences event in Melbourne. I'm here with... Hi, I'm Maribel. And... My name's Will. We're from Buxton Projects. So, Will, what is Buxton Projects all about? Uh, we're a property developer in Victoria, mostly around Brighton and blue chip suburbs of Turak and such, but we've got a couple blocks of land and we're, we're looking into the SDA space and we're very excited to be involved. Um, seems that it, it is a space with a lot of growth and we're happy to be, be, be in it. So you're new to all this, are you? Yeah, we're just trying to figure it all out. And how is this whole process of figuring it out going for you? It's very tricky. <laughs> and how is it tricky? Oh, it's hard. I mean, it's obviously a very young system, I guess. And I think there's a lot of uh, maybe contradiction between understanding of the different experts in the field. So it's kind of hard if you do have no background in it to come in and, and hear the advice and sort of pick apart which parts to listen to and which parts not to listen to. Gotcha. So have you been working with a lot of architects who are SEA specialized and also assessors as well? So we're just doing our preliminary research at the moment. So we're trying to build that base of contacts. So when we're ready, we know who we should go to and where we're going to get the right advice from. Well, there's plenty of people in this room right now. You can network galore and meet the surveyors, the building assessors, the architects. There's plenty in here. A lot of experience in here as well. So enjoy the day and have fun, okay? Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, hello. Who do we have here? Peter Lombo, how are you? We have Mr. Lombo here. How are we? Mr. Maurice Jardina. These two boys came from our last podcast many, many months ago. So how are you finding the SDA conference at the moment? Uh, how are we finding it? We're getting there. There's a lot to be uh, absorbed this today. Well, they're reassuring information, I guess. Um, just, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good uh, informative again. Yeah. Andrew from your team told me earlier before uh, that some of your clients who actually own land lots are now pivoting towards SDA because the feasibility of doing their normal build designs of residential may not be feasible anymore. So you're finding more and more of that coming your way now? Uh, absolutely. We're uh, converting, if we can say that, uh, traditional investors into this uh, SDA space now. Is there much resistance from your clientele? No, we're, we're finding that this is the solution currently. In today's climate with constructions, high costs and interest rates, um, builders need to build. So this is a solution for the, for the current times that we're in. Um, so they are jumping on board on the SDA space. Yeah, that's right. It's not so much a resistance, but rather it's a learning path and they're needing to understand this, be clear about it. Gotcha. So Mr. Lumbo, where do people want to find out more about your organization? How do they get contact with your team? Oh, I think there's, what do they call it? The World Wide Web, arcsign.com.au. How do you spell that? A-R-C-H-S-I-G-N, arcsign architecture. Arcsign architecture? No, it's arcsign. No, just arcsign. Thank you very much, guys. See you later. Thanks. Enjoy, me. Hello, mate. Hi, how are you? Who are you? Daniel Kilbrown from IntelliGet. Daniel, tell us what about you guys. What do you guys do here? We're a smart care solution helping people live independently and safely in their own homes. Is this a new product in the market or? Oh, we've been around for a few years. Started in 2017, started in the aged care setting, but in the, or the home-based aged care setting, but now moving much more into the residential aged care and the supported disability accommodation settings. So how's the NDIS market been for your business? Yeah, good, good. No, we've got some good partnerships happening already and keen to expand and, and create some more. Is there much resistance from the community in the NDIS? about the products or, or, or understanding of how it works and everything? Look, obviously it takes a little bit of time for people to understand how this can help them, 
But once they understand it, this is this is fantastic and re- providing really good benefit. Our current clients are loving it. Current clients being the SIL care providers? Yes. Wonderful. So how does this IntelliCare product differ from other market competitors? Well, I think we, we've, we've designed it, sort of co-designed it with our clients as we've gone along. So we're making sure that we're helping them as providers of care and as the, the end recipients of care, um, getting the best outcome for them. So I think we've, we've built it with that in mind. Uh, and also we're an Australian-based company. Our technology's owned here. The, the products here, my tech team, the people who code this and change it and make it better are all based here in Australia. So we can be responsive to each client's uh, provider's needs and, and make sure that we're delivering the best outcome for the individuals. And, we, and I'm looking at the, uh, the, the banner here, detecting activity levels, sleep quality, health metrics, full detections, and much more. So all this from a device in the home. Yeah, from device in the home. You can layer it up. We can pretty much take data feed from any, any type of IoT sensor or also um, health metric type sensor that as long as we get the feed into our platform, we can present that data in our dashboard or on our app. Is this product funded by the NDIS? It, yes, absolutely. So there's no reason not to have it in their no business? Reason not to have it. Mate, how do people find out more about your organization, your product? They can Google us on, on IntelliCare and call our customer service line, or they can you know, take my card here and give me a call directly. What's the website of your organization? IntelliCare.com.au. Can you spell that? I-N-T-E-L-I-C-A-R-E.com.au. Done. Thanks, mate. Talk to you. Thank you. Look who I've met. Henry. Henry, the one of the old speakers from our podcast. Henry, how are you? G'day, Min. How are you finding the, pod, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the conference so far at the moment? Oh, fantastic, mate. It's always uh, good to come to these things and uh, network with all the right people. So what's happening in your life at the moment with regards to architecture and SDA and NDIS? Uh, look, we're still doing quite a few apartment projects, um, peppering into other people's projects as well as standalone sort of 15 plus 2 HPS SDA projects. Um, but we're also moving into MTA and SDA as well at the moment um, over sort of six, seven, eight level projects through Preston and, and north in uh, the north of Melbourne. Have you had many providers embrace the idea of 15 and 2 OOA kind of product? We have actually. Some of these people are more under charities as well and, and, and they like to have that and they like to have the control. And some of these providers do split the 15 and 2 with another provider. I value your opinion, but I'm going to go to Alicia at Housing Hub to, to get her to, to validate what you said there, okay? Alicia, I want to know... Does your organization uh, accept, embrace or sort of question the idea of a 15 plus 2 OOA apartment model, the concierge model being 10 and 1, as we've traditionally known it to be? Some developers coming out with 15 and 2 OOAs. Have you seen much of that? And what are your thoughts on that on that, uh, that mix? Yeah, so are you talking about, I just need to ask you a question now, sorry. Are you talking about where you build 15 all standalone or are there salt and pepper throughout? Salt and pepper in a large complex. Yeah. I mean, um, our, our view has been like, you know, Summer Foundation helped create that model of the X plus one, we call it, because sometimes it's six, sometimes it's more. So if it's salt and pepper and people want to have that sort of experience, um, living an ordinary life and participating in the community and being a person in, that doesn't need to know anyone else that shares their support, that's great. But some people don't want that and they want to share with people. I, I feel like having 15 and two allows one SIL service to have seven and one and then eight and one and so forth. Mm. Yeah, I can see how that could work in terms of sharing supports. But I think I would just say it needs to come down to how are those tenants selecting their support provider, what they can use it for versus can they still have their own support workers coming in for their day-to-day routines. I think that would be best practice and what most people are looking for. However, I think it's great if there's like innovation with lots of different models emerging that meet lots of different needs for participants where they're up to. So you don't know where people are coming from. Some people are coming from a quite independent setting and they might have 
being really independent, had an accident, acquired a disability and want to go back to something like that because they've had that experience. Other people might have come from an institution and um, are looking for a bit more support and knowing someone's there a bit more. So I think it's like, you know, think about the participant and what they need. Wonderful. Last question. Are there any announcements coming out from the organization in the coming future about anything at all? Uh, yeah. So um, the housing hub, um, we've been, we've just reached our five year anniversary since we started. We've supported over a thousand people to get SDA funding now, which we're really proud of. And um, we're becoming independent from the Summer Foundation as a charity. So we're just working through that at the moment. And it will mean we still deliver our same services, and but it will mean that we are an organization with separate board that will have um, at least 50% people with a lived experience of disability and we'll continue doing that work in the community with people with disability. So you were formerly the 2IC and now you're going to be the 1IC in the new organization? Uh, yes, so I, have, I, have been the, yeah, I have been the person, lots of different roles over the time, but I have been the person who was recruited by the Summer Foundation to create the housing hub and grow it to what it is today with amazing teams. So I'll continue to do that in the new organization. Congratulations on all your work, Alicia. Thank you. Bye. Nice to see you. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure you are subscribed and following us so you can keep in the loop with all of our upcoming episodes. We would really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating, a written review, and to share this podcast with those that could benefit. Until next time, catch you on the next episode.